First encapulator was written in 1944 as a humorous technobabble description of a fictional electromechanical machine that became an in-joke with engineers because we do see so much obfuscation, hyperbole and confusing jargon or superfluous bombastic pettifogging that we have to make a stand. At the very least, we have to laugh about it. So tonight's story is one of literal nonsense some light relief from poorly written instruction manuals and marketing bump. The turbo encabulator comes in many forms today, but I have found for you the original published in the Students' Quarterly Journal by the British Institute of Electrical Engineers. It's worth researching a little more as there are some now legendary videos and brilliant deliveries. I love it for the language. I think it is poetic. It has endured for 75 years, because it is a reminder to all that we should keep things simple, right? After I have read the original, I will read a new version that I have written, relating, of course, to time. OK, the Turbo Encabulator. For a number of years now, work has been proceeding in order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a machine that would work to not only supply inverse reactive current, use in unilateral phase detectors, but also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal grammeters. Such a machine is the turbo encabulator. Basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of the power being generated by the relaxive motion of conductors and fluxes, it is produced by the modial interactions of magneto-reluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of prefabulated amulite surrounded by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in direct line with the pentometric fan. The latter consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal vanes so fitted to the ambifacient lunar vein shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal Lotus O-Delta type placed in pandermic semiboiloid slots in the stator, every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible termic pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the grammeter. 41 mainstickly placed grouting brushes were arranged to feed into the rotor slipstream mixture of high S-value phenyhydrobenzamine and 5% remunerative tetraiodohexamine. Both these liquids have specific percosities given by P equals 2.4 Cn, where N is the diathetical evolute of retrograde temperature phase disposition and C is the Tremondeli's annual grillage coefficient. Initially, N was measured with the aid of a metapolar pilferometer, but up to the present date, nothing has been found to equal the transcendental Hopper Dardoscope. Electrical engineers will appreciate the difficulty of nubbing together a regurgitative purwell and a superaminative wienel sprocket. Indeed, this proved to be a stumbling block to further development until, in 1943, it was found that the use of anhydrous nagling pins enabled the kiptonastic boiling shim to be tankered. 
The early attempts to construct a sufficiently robust spiral decommutator failed largely because of a lack of appreciation of the large quasi-paetic stresses in the gremlin studs. The latter were specifically designed to hold the Rofit bars to the spam shaft. However, it was discovered that wending could be prevented by the simple addition of teeth to socket, almost perfect running, was secured. The operating point is maintained as near as possible to the HF REM peak by constantly fromaging the bitumous spandrels. This is a distinct advance on the standard needle sheave in that no drama coil is required after the phase detractors have remissed. Undoubtedly, the turbo encabulator has now reached a very high level of technical development. It has been successfully used for operating NOFA trunnions. In addition, whenever a barcent score motion is required, it may be employed in conjunction with a drawn reciprocating dingle arm to reduce sinusoidal depleneration. Okay, I think you'll agree that that is wonderful, and I hope my reading does it justice. So here is my caliber encabulator. Listen carefully as the techno jargon reaches new levels of complexity, even for those accustomed to reading about time innovations. So I bring you the caliber encabulator. It would be wise to learn some time device history before we scrutinize the caliber encabulator of its perfect timekeeping. For certainly a thousand years or more, we Time Lords have been effervescing over cromulent advances in the isochronism of the primary subject. Those Babylonian observations delivered a base 60 fraction system, which was later wrangled to fudge the Earth's janky procession. Fast forward past candle clocks, Clepsydra and the Merkit, until we arrive at the Tower of Winds, where we find our equinoctial time slicing and dicing the day to include the darkness hours. Didondi escapes us circa 1364, and this sets the wheels in motion for such fair crinkum crankum as the Prague Orijoy. Natural oscillation follows, and we're on the road to not being late. A silly, spelt with an S-C, disaster, partially funds John the Excogigator, to cross the seas and dot the eyes, to bring us timekeeping nicety without calamity. You'll find no excessively fabricated PR in this freshest of encabulators, because replacing drama coil with Mobius Cintavisco Lube 9020 ensures that a 24mm Glickdor balance tick-tocks with a frequency of 1Hz. No other mainspring will suffice other than a Ligaflex, which naturally benefits from an elastic limit of 2,000 megapascals and a hardness of 610 vickers. To paraphrase a simple explanation from Flexure Revolution, monolithic structures like these are flexible mechanisms that transfer an input force or displacement to another point through elastic body deformation using the elastic properties of matter to affect the motion of mechanical components. This is why we included deep reactive ion etching into our bars and cocks at random nodes to encourage emotional attachments. I know you all agree that the precedent of beauty is that of 45 degree bevels, vague de Genève, subtle ribbing, a blued column wheel, a smattering of chantons, guiloche on the bit with no name and a pretty click. And the caliber encabulator has all of that good stuff and more. 
Force patinated oxidation to all dorsal surfaces stabilized to minimize cast off. And by replacing the strontium illuminate with superluminova commissioned to specific pantones, the caliber will light a page from one meter for three minutes with a radioactive notion of zero millicurries. Impressive. At only one line and three doigts M, it can be cased in the smallest of superlative zero megas, where no anti-shock, anti-magnetic mu metal exocurvette is required because the autoclaved carbon ceramic bumper ring is included in the assemblage. Actuation requires heavy side fumbling, which unlike earlier encabulators that tried to limit all fumbling, this caliber encourages it. Side fumbling and oversized and offset dual O-ring screw down crown built out with our nail grooves and radial pyramidal chambalov. Engage with the modified detent and castle wheel perfects the notion of value. Through extensive use of Kanban boards and Gantt charts, we have shown steep trends in IMHO sincerity. So from the dawn of time and man's obsession with it, time, we can now deliver low MOQs to independent adventurers with a calibre that is robust enough for the harshest environs. A calibre of hot horology that can be alternatively specified with ratropanty chronography with four extra banking pins to limit the slide of the escape tooth against the pallet jaw, or with dynamically poised double rollers with minimal end shape for special safety functions. Never before has analog been so accurate, accessible and attractive, especially to women. Okay, I'm sure you will agree that that was an utter waste of time and I should be doing more important things like making watches. In my defense, I set it out as a bit of fun it should not take very long, but it took ages, regrettably. Tonight's nonsense does not stop there. I have more. And I have found a piece of auto-transcribed gobbledygook from 2013. I don't have the original because it was dictated and clearly the software was not so sophisticated as it is right now. But the gist, I think, is me talking about the sincerity of items aging well. I was using brands like RRL and Nigel Caborn as examples. I kept it all these years because it is so grossly inaccurate, yet kind of makes sense. It is a good question and not something I have ever considered. Generally, I have consensus every a lot of Abolash auto wrap. Are, are, are all drippy? Are various people like to consider are in a circle? I will approve or disapprove of greater or lesser degree various elements and eventually these elements all come and only time people's approval matters is when I have made a design decision where the justification behind it is all weak or flawed, in which case it'll go and we will brainstorm something. That is my place. But answer your question specifically. There are people are whose opinions mean most and that I'm not making today. Are inspires me the most would be cracked stuff because I look at it and think I can make it so much better. Just give me the chance. Are you come across gets things commercially? R, 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 R. For examples, all wallets and waistcoats from Bubble or L. Shoes by Projects and that bag by the Superior Labour. Meat by North Sea Clothing and a jacket by Nigel Cable is Start by Wallace and Seawall. These are just some examples of grounds that have products that are made with great beauty and engines. 
2013 is going to be a very special year for us because we intend to launch two new versions of the Signalman, both extremely exciting, yet quite different to Grandma's Colonway Avenue. A watch that fall under our Tide Time project and hopefully special carbon fibre watch, the Black Lamp, the tidetime.info website is where you would go to sign up for future news on the Type Type project. All right, so what have we learnt, if anything? I guess not to be unnecessarily verbose and jargony if it is only serving to make you appear more intelligent. Why make up new technical terms if one exists already? Have I been guilty of sesquipedalian grandiloquence? Not really. We have called new materials by a new name, like the carbon material used on the black lamp watch mortar, and the finish on one steel cases middle text. You would hardly say that was being flash. In fact, I would say that Schofield language is quite plain, and I'm proud of that. So to finish this, which to some will come as great relief, I am driven to quote satiricist poet Hilaire Belloc, who is buried up the road. He was no stranger to nonsense, and these lines seem relevant here. Matilda told such dreadful lies, it made one gasp and stretch one's eyes. Or even, it is sometimes necessary to lie damnably in the interests of the nation. Thank you for joining me. Until next time. Thank you.